Welcome back to the Jim Chapman News Hour. I'm your guest host today, Nancy Branscombe. Uh, you're listening to 94.9 FM CHRW or online at jimchapman.ca. Now, staying with politics, but uh, changing the topic just slightly, I'm joined with uh, with me in the studio, Jeff Schlemmer, the Executive Director of the Neighborhood Legal Services. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you. And Bob Metz, the Director of the Freedom Party. Bob, thanks for coming. Good morning, Nancy. So, we're going to get some different perspectives on a couple of the hot topics in the news, and I guess the hottest one, uh, at least the news doesn't seem especially interesting to me the last couple of days, but Sheila, Sheila Fraser's audit and uh, the report that came from that is certainly certainly uh, sh- shocking, I guess, to say the least. Uh, people have been presuming those things, uh, the, the cost overruns and the ineffectiveness of the gun registry, but I guess now it's here in black and white. So I guess I'd like just your, your points of view about that and, and then maybe talk about what can be done, because if it's not the gun registry, you know, people, taxpayers at least, want to f- feel a sense of comfort that their government is managing their dollar, tax dollars wisely. And I think this has made it pretty clear that they haven't. So it kind of clouds the issue of whether the gun registry is effective or not because it's been mismanaged so badly. So I think there are maybe a couple of issues and points of view that we can sort of talk about. So, uh, Jeff, do you want to just talk a bit about uh, your, your sure. perspective? Yeah, well, I, I guess uh, one thing that I, that I love about our country is the fact that we hire people like auditors to come back and the government pays them to find out the problems with government and to come back and embarrass the government effectively. I think it's a sign of a very healthy democracy that we allow that kind of thing. And uh, Sheila Fraser has been terrific at it. She's been finding dirt very well uh, over the years. The thing about the gun registry that I just don't understand is why it's so expensive. And it's striking to me that nobody has suggested that there's been any corruption. Nobody's suggesting that anybody has profited from it in the Liberal Party or anything like that, unlike the the sponsorship scandal. Um, They just seem to be terribly inept. And I'm thinking... The gun registry is essentially a computer database where you keep some lists of some people who have some guns. <laughs> some high school students in there. <laughs> What's the problem here? And, you know, they maintain all kinds of other databases. You know, we've got our driver's licenses. We've got uh, tax uh, databases. Mm-hmm. Like, why in the world does this thing have to have been run so badly? Uh, and I, I just don't get that. Um, now, one thing that, that uh, Ms. Fraser said that was interesting to me that kind of has a resonance in the work that I do, because I deal with government a lot, is she said that they need fewer rules, but they need to apply them consistently. And my experience in government has been that whenever there's a problem, they impose all kinds of new rules and make things way, way more complicated, and then nobody understands it, and then it gets all screwed up, and it's inefficient, and, and you have the red tape. Um, but uh, on the other hand, if they don't have those rules and something goes wrong, then somebody's butt is on the line, and so they, uh, so they all run for cover. And it just seems like, uh, again, that government paralyzes itself with, with these needlessly complex rules that end up costing a ton of money and end up working very badly. Badly. Um, and I don't know how you get around that exactly because it, it is the case in government, unlike business, for instance, where you know being a successful business person is all about taking calculated risks. You know, if you want to dominate an industry, you've got to take risks, and that's acceptable. And it's accepted that a certain percentage of the time they're not going to pay off, but on balance, successful business people make it. Like Microsoft has had its share of duds, but on balance. Sure things work out. Mm-hmm. In government, we really don't, as a, as a public, allow them to take risks. If they take risks and it doesn't pay out, then, then we go nuts on them. Crucify and them. and mm-hmm. it causes the bureaucrats to all have this extremely defensive mentality where they want to have a ton of paperwork to be able to say, whatever went wrong, it wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. And it just is so expensive and inefficient. Uh, I don't know how you get around that. And that would st- you know start, because there's so many tiers, too, yes. it would start uh, the bureaucrats and all down the line. So there's layers upon layers of this red tape and bureaucracy. But I would love to hear 
a computer person explain why it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't they get an off-the-shelf database program? You know, databases are the same all around the world. The software they use would be pretty generic, I would think. And there are lots of databases a lot bigger than this one, certainly in the States, among other places. So why it has to be so expensive, I just do not get. So maybe there's a political component here that we haven't uh, talked about. Bob, what's your, what's your take well, on this? From the beginning, I thought the reason it was expensive was self-evident. It's a fraud from top to bottom. It's overt, open, stealing the taxpayers' money. (laughs) Nothing more, nothing less. All the gun owners I talk to who register their weapons have to pay a fee. Mm -hmm. So how did it even end up costing the taxpayer a penny? penny, Well, that was a promise at the outset, was it be self-funding. So, you know, and the other thing is the whole concept of the gun registry is, to my mind, insane. I think a, a person in a rubber room invented it. Trying to register objects... If you're going to do it, register anything. You register the gun owner, mm-hmm. not the object. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't register that even. That's not the right thing to do in a free society. In the old days, if you wanted to carry a gun on public property, you had to have a license to carry that gun, the plain per- and the simple. Per- the person. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and if they, you check, were, for, they uh, check for criminal records. Sure. And, and if you were caught on in the public street without a license, uh, you, you had there were consequences, and that's the way it should have been. Uh, there was no restriction on what you had in your home, however. And, uh, you know, the other problem with the whole gun issue is that uh, hunters and the like have given up the battle from the beginning by arguing for the wrong things. Mm-hmm. They always argue, well, I want an exception for me. I'm just a hunter. Mm-hmm. When really the only moral reason to have a weapon is for self-defense. Mm-hmm. And when a government tells its citizens that they can't own a weapon or that there's a fee for it or a license for it or you can't control it, uh, that government's not a free government anymore. The police in this country have a right to own weapons because you and I have that right. Hmm. And if we don't have that right, there's no way the police can have that right if you want to call yourself a free country. So there's been some some discussion. I mean, Murray Faulkner was in the uh, paper today talking about the police chief, local police chief, talking about, you know, it's helped because there are people that shouldn't have had guns that they've been able to, you know, because of the gun registry, being able to uh, to stop. Um, so there's some mixed views, I guess, from the police about whether this is, uh, the registry is successful. I think nobody is disputing the costs and those I, kinds of things. I spoke, I was on uh, discussing the gun issue with a woman named Wendy Souquier, who apparently mm-hmm. is the biggest uh, uh, anti-gun yeah, nut in the country, and that's yeah. a good, re- good way to describe her. <laughs> but there was also a police officer there. This was in a Mississauga um, cable show I was on, and he got on the air and he gave all the spiel about the gun registry, but off the air he told me it was absolutely useless to police. Hmm. He said if any cop ever trusted his reputation on what's in that gun registry, he'd be dead tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You have to go to every home assuming, assuming that there's mm-hmm. a gun. So in that sense, the gun registry serves zero purpose. But a lot of a lot of, a lot of of cops have said the contrary to that. But to me, it's sort of analogous as far as whether it's a good idea to register things to cars. And we seem to have agreed from the outset that cars You know why? For the same reasons I explained, because you're driving right. it on a public road. The same reason that I say you should have a license to carry a gun on a public road. Well, I'm interested to know whether like, you think Registering cars is appropriate, or is that also an invasion well, of privacy or whatever? You don't have to register a car if you keep it on your own property and just keep it on your own right, racetrack. You, you don't even have yeah, to. Unfit well, vehicle for ownership purposes, yeah. but I mean a, a license for the road. You don't right. really have to But have. it's pretty heavily regulated, and, and whether it was initially, I don't have no idea why they started doing it, whether it was for money, you know, to help pay for the roads. <laughs> no doubt. You know, that, that was in there somewhere. Uh, they figured that you know, they wanted to know who... who 
who own cars for whatever reason, I guess. So I guess it's a question of sort of whether that reasoning applies. And you're right. You well, said earlier that the, the nature the of the car is to go no, to ra- on public property. The yeah. rationale of whether gun registry is a good idea or bad has been totally hidden by this cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we just don't don't know that. The other thing about guns, I guess, is that I, I gather handguns have been required to be registered for for 60 years and it's no big deal uh it was just a question whether to extend or not the other thing that i'm interested now in is okay is the inefficiency continuing or was it money that they spent getting it up and running and now can it be run efficiently um by the tories i guess that's another question for me because if it can be then is it worth throwing away the investment that you've made in it already um to save a small amount of ongoing money um and if you're going to do it for that reason, they need to say so, as opposed to the philosophical reasons. And there, are, you know, there is room for debate. My uh, my dad, for instance, is, doesn't like the gun registry at all, um, but he agrees completely that handguns should be registered um, because they are more likely to be used in crime and they are more easy to conceal and all that stuff. Um, but long guns, he says, there's just no need to register them. Um, th- there's certainly room for all kinds of debate around that, and it's too bad that the cost issue has really obscured that. Hmm. Um, that does put the conservatives in a bit of a conundrum, though. I, I would the agree. The cost I, issue I, is a consequence of the immorality of the whole exercise. But is it still <laughs> an issue, or is it a past issue? Like, is it still costing a huge amount of money to run it now? Is it costing any more to run it than to I run guess, the driver's I guess, license? I guess well, you might as well take the money and burn it. Well, you're right. It's a real conundrum <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. for Stephen Harper, yeah, though, because yeah. on the one hand, uh, certainly he's got a, a, a strong base who would like to see it gone, but he needs to grow in the urban areas uh, where there's support for the registration. So does he kill it or not? Mm-hmm. Is a tough one. And 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 whether he'd have support from the house to do so as yes. well. You know, there's uh, obviously he's got a minority. He's got to be a bit careful about how he Big time. how he uh, proceeds. So where do you think it's going to head? I know Stockwell Day today gave amnesty to uh, to people who have unregistered uh, long guns. Well, clearly they want to dismantle the thing. It's a it's a noose around the government's neck, fiscally speaking. And I think it's going to be a noose around the previous government's neck, morally speaking and mm-hmm. legally speaking, because it's obvious that this has been a, a fraud. You just can't spend that much money on a gun registry. It's not possible. A billion dollars is a lot of money. Well, it's, it's not. It's just it's metaphysically not possible. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I see that we contracted out the census to uh, was it uh, Lockheed Martin? I think American company. We got to hire some Americans to run it. <laughs> to cheaper. Um, so, uh, so uh, where do you think it's going to go? Or are we just going to wait and see? Well, I think that uh, I was reading an article by Chantal Abair this morning uh, talking about the um, debate about a two-year uh, recommitment to Afghanistan, and her theory is that she wants to get these issues gone before the next election. So I think that the, what the Tories would like to try to do is to do something with it so it's not a live issue in the next election. It doesn't give fodder to uh, urban areas, for instance. So I would think that they would try to do something to say, uh, well, uh, the other thing right now is that I don't think that anybody wants to bring the government down as much as right. the opposition parties may not like it uh, if it's killed or whatever. I don't think they would bring the government down over it. So I suspect that they will take a tough hit now, uh, and I suspect they probably will will kill it. Uh, and uh, then it's gone, and the next election, say, it's not an issue anymore. It's done. So uh, so they won't be able to use all this fodder that they have about the cost. It'll be old news by then, so that'll uh, be kind of... Uh, I think so. And mm-hmm. I think the other aspect of it is that to the extent that the Liberals raise it as an issue, then it just be- raises uh, uh, specters of exactly mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so I think the liberals would have to be very careful about how they approach it in an election but I think that uh, it's been very interesting to me that Stephen Harper has not been nearly as cautious as I think people expected him to be uh, in uh, in a minority government and I think, he's not no he's not at all no. and, and uh, that's playing out very well for him his popularity has gone up a lot and I think that it's smart to get these things out of the way he doesn't early. have to be cautious right now no. just look at the budgets of all the other parties he knows no but everybody's, <laughs> everybody's got calling an election everybody's got Joe 
Mark kind of back to Mike. Like, oh, got to be careful. But no, and he's, and he's smart to deal with these issues now and get them off the table mm-hmm. before the next election. And he's seen as decisive. Because it's not necessarily a four-year cycle he's got well, here. Who big knows? Time. Yeah. And, and this is one of those things that he said he'd do, so we can do it. Mm-hmm. He's got the mandate. So, Bob, where do you think it's going to go? Do you, uh, the, the which? The gun registry? Yeah, do you think it's... Uh, uh, well, it's going to fade into oblivion in some ways. I know there will always be people in favor of uh, believing that that will somehow affect the behavior of people in the crime rate. I can't see a connection at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's what people want to believe, if they wanted to spend their money on that, I'd put a little can out in front of their house and collect it. But I think mm-hmm. taking pe- people's money through the tax system to pay for gun registry is so outrageous that it shouldn't exist at all. I mean, uh, I know that um, Sheila Fraser was saying when she was asked, uh, are we getting value for our money? You know, She says, well, you have to ask the, the people who are <laughs> dealing with it whether they got value or not, because value all depends upon whether you got what you wanted. Yeah. Well, I didn't get what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Okay, to me, it's negative value. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that... Th- oh, sorry, go ahead. Bob. That speaks to the whole problem with government and government accounting, like you were saying mm-hmm. in the break there. Um, there's no profit or loss in government. There's only deficits and surpluses. Mm-hmm. And there's thus there's no way, because the money's not voluntary, gotten. Uh, in fact, that's proof that it's probably something the public doesn't want if they have to be forced right. to buy it, uh, that you can't determine value. Value is irrelevant in anything the government runs. You don't know the value of your education because you're not allowed to choose. You don't know the value of your doctor because the government pays it for it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you don't even know how much you're paying in taxes when it comes right down to the bottom mm-hmm. line because it's hidden in so many things and we have so many levels and layers and tax upon tax. Um, and yet the government still can't function. Well, one aspect That's of it is the miracle if they, of the day. If they, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to, I don't have time to respond to all of that, but uh, as far as, as this issue, if they do declare an amnesty so that the registry becomes incomplete, then that will effectively kill it. Um, because if the police realize that it's it's not up to date, yes, then they're, they're just not, not going to rely on it. It's, course, the, yeah. it's like the traditional London way of tearing down old buildings yeah, is you just, just let them burn. sit empty for a decade <laughs> and let them fall apart. And then you say, oh, we got to tear it down. So, so if it's neglected, it will die. There were also a great group great many uh, people who refuse to to, call, to to register their guns, well, wisely, I might add. And I'm just sitting today thinking about all those poor suckers that they paid that money, did. registered their gun, only to find out now that if they hadn't, they wouldn't have been any worse off. Some people went through traumas over this. Something like that. Usually these things get entrenched, and, and once they're part of the bureaucracy, it's like dynamite to yeah, try and stop right. them. That's and right. it seems like early in the term of a government is when it's easiest to, to do, do that, to just sure. say, this department yeah. is gone. Bye-bye. Um, yeah. so, so I think that's what's going to happen. We're going to take a break and be back to the Jim Chapman News Hour, 94.9 FM, CHRW, in just a moment. Welcome back to the Jim Chapman News Hour. I'm your guest host, Nancy Branscombe, uh, 94.9 FM, CHRW. Uh, heard weekdays, Monday to Friday, from 11 till noon, and online at jimchapman.ca. Our guests for left, right, and center are Jeff Schlemmer, the Executive Director of Neighborhood Legal Services, and Bob Metz, the Director of the Freedom Party. And we're talking about the uh, latest issues in the news. Uh, we just finished talking about uh, Sheila Fraser and the, the gun registry fiasco. And uh, we're going to switch uh, switch hats here a little bit and talk about dogs and dog parks. Uh, Jeff, you uh, said you were at a meeting in Byron about the proposed new dog park? Well, I, I was or, speaking to someone who was at it last uh, night, and uh, she said it was quite, quite intense. And... Uh, as you can imagine, I guess uh, animals sort of seem to 
bring out <laughs> strong, strong passions in people. And uh, the proposal is to put a dog park, an off-leash park, uh, at the top of um, Snake Hill in Byron that would overlook a park which is next to a public school. And uh, the, the concern is that uh, that it's too close to the school and it's going to bring people from all around to, to, to walk their dogs in the park and so on. And uh, I guess, I gather there are two other off-leash parks in London right now, um, one in the northwest and one in the south. So mm-hmm. this is kind of the idea of having one, or the northeast, I should say, in the south. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know so the park. Is it fenced in, or is it? An yeah, open they're fenced park? in. They're all fenced in. Yeah, okay. they're fenced in, and, and actually, I'm most familiar with one in Stratford. Uh, so a friend who walks his greyhound there, actually, mm-hmm. and uh, they've got sort of like a double entrance, so that uh, you have dogs to go through an interlock yeah. mm-hmm. to get in. So the dogs. So can't if the escape. dog got away, he couldn't go to the schoolyard. No, can't get anywhere. Okay, can't get out. Okay, so um, and it seems to be a relatively new idea, and it seems to be working quite well. Um, at least when I've been over there, the dogs, when they're allowed to go off the leash, are, are easy to get, get along with. I guess if any dogs are aggressive, they're not allowed in, um, but they seem to be sort of self-policing um, and self-regulating, too. Because well, they have a dog owners association locally that's quite uh, activist in, in this regard. Yeah, and uh, they, they seem to have, like, every 20 yards, you've got the uh, the bags so you can mm-hmm. uh, stoop and, and scoop or whatever, and uh, so they, they seem to work out quite well, but uh, but on the other hand, uh, um, partly maybe because of talk with the pit bulls and all that right mm-hmm. now, that uh, there seems to be concern by some of the neighbors mm-hmm. saying, you know, we don't want anybody bringing their dogs to our neighborhood, and it, it raises the not-in-my-backyard syndrome, mm-hmm. of course, because, you know, they seem like a good idea, and I'm sure everybody would agree there should be one somewhere. They just don't want to have it where? there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I had heard that uh, Susan Eagle had, uh, had said that she had received an email from a fellow that she said was the worst email she's ever received, oh, which is dear. which is saying something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I recall the time she got the one that actually had the little letters uh, clipped out of the magazine. Oh, so. no. Yes, a threat letter. <laughs> but, wasn't me. But equally, <laughs> equally, equally <laughs> Bob, any, any views on... on just let her know it wasn't me, okay? <laughs> dog parks and such, I guess. I guess well, um, you know, on, on the face of I just know from what Jeff just described, but on the face of it, it sounds like some owners are trying to do sort of a responsible thing. Now, I don't know if this park is attracting a big crowd from outside the community. You, you, you sort of let me... You made me think that that's sort of what part of the objection is. I guess it, well, it's going to be up on this hill, and they're going to put in fifty parking for 50 cars, I believe. Um, so it would be bringing people from that area. To the park for sure, um, but having said that, there's no, there's not really any houses up there. But down the cliff, but the park would be used park, exclusively or predominantly for walking dogs and letting the dogs yeah. run. Yes, re- well, so it's not going to be a picnic ground or anything like that. No, no, like no, that. it's a dog park. Yeah, yeah. Well, then I can't see really any objective objection to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that people are uh, the whole scare about pit bulls is again to me another huge political myth. Um, Confusing a little, a little bit of fact with some, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> a lot Emotion, of hyperbole, yes. you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's certainly not. I think the pit bull itself is to dogs what cockroaches are to insects. Just hated because of, <laughs> because of either the way it looks, or, you know, not necessarily any worse than any of the others, right? In in uh, in an aggregate sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, it's it's blaming the object rather than the, the owner owners. and the only person that you can hold responsible mm-hmm. is a human being. You can't mm-hmm. hold an animal responsible just like you can't hold a gun responsible. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. issue. And always we attack the object thinking that that will change the morality or the behavior of the person who's using the object in a way we don't approve of. Mm. And it just won't. They'll still just switch to another object. Mm. Well, it's hard to know, though. Like I just got so tired over the years of seeing the latest 
pit bull ate a child's face off mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. It just got tiring after a while. It's just like and people wanted something? something to be done. Yeah, yeah and whether but, I guess the, the verdict's still out on whether what they've done is the r- right thing yeah. or whether it will ma- make a difference. Well, the well, thing about the media too is that the media seem to grab onto an issue and then they publicize everything dealing with it. So you don't know how many how many attacks there were by other breeds of dogs at the same time. Whatever, yeah. I remember the one summer when the tires were flying off trucks all over Ontario, yes. and it's like this had never happened before, and suddenly it was just <laughs> like summer, everywhere. <laughs> Everybody's truck. <laughs> no, 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 it's true. The media does that. I think there's a bigger issue here, and that's the, that's that's really the issue of the police not being able to uphold the law when it comes to dogs. My my daughter had the same problem in Springbank Park. Some guy took his pit bull out there, let it run, or at uh, Greenway Park, mm-hmm. and let it run loose out there. It killed her cat right on her front porch. The dog is just right across the street there. You can point at it. You can point at the owner. She called the police. She showed them. They won't do a thing. Mm. Okay? But what they will do is ban everybody's pit bull Mm -hmm. instead of going after the The one one or two people that are causing the trouble. And that is the nature of law enforcement in Canada today, and Mm. that's why we have an increasing crime rate in certain areas. Well, you've got got Clayton Ruby now challenging the... provincial legislation and i know we have a bylaw locally um so i guess it'll be interesting to see what happens it does seem odd to me to have a breed specific uh, bylaw or law because uh, particularly with pit bulls there are so many cross breeds too and where do you start i mean somebody i read today you, you actually have to trace their bloodlines to find out if they're actually yeah, if and an it's, owner, just, it's ridiculous it's not yeah. ever going to happen yeah well in fact i remember doing uh, eviction cases involving pit bulls and at that time um, i remember reading that there was actually no such thing as a breed called a pit bull hmm. that it was kind of a, a behavior that was bred in but it was an english bull terrier or something was what most closely approximated it hmm. uh, and that that was an issue because uh, under the um, Tenant Protection Act, it, you could be evicted if your animal or an animal of the same breed had had hurt somebody or caused problems or whatever. Gosh. And there was all these cases about, well, what is a pit bull? Is, mm-hmm. is there such a thing mm-hmm. as a pit bull? Um, having that, said that, they do get the bad press. They do, but it does make any kind of enforcement, either the legislation or the bylaw, virtually impossible. Yeah, pretty tough, no question. I remember yeah. when I was little, it was a collie that got me. There, there's a fellow in St. Thomas who, uh, who <laughs> apparently... I know. Uh, there's a fellow in St. Thomas who apparently owns some tigers. Okay, and he had a little problem there with him a little while ago, and the neighbors wanted him to get rid of them, and he won his case because the incident wasn't related to his overt, you know, irresponsibility. Mm-hmm. So I think it all depends on, uh, again, it always comes down to ownership, and I, don't, I think we just don't have uh, the willingness in our police forces to uh, deal with justice but, Bob, on is it, is it level. is it a willingness, or it goes back to, um, you know, not enough uh, staff, they're, they're short, and so they have to No, that to comes down to a willingness, it. because yeah. it comes back to the politicians. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I happen to think that the purpose of government is to have police, courts, and, and, and military. Those are the th- three basic basic functions of government. You'll mm-hmm. never hear me complaining about spending money other than mm-hmm. wasteful right. on those functions. However, what we spend money on is everything from sports stadiums to uh, entertainment stadiums to that's where we make the choice not mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. put our money into infrastructure and so into a, policing. there's this much in the pot and uh, we well, choose. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and, and you can't just assume the taxpayer is an endless pit. Tax, you know, our, our property taxes in the city are equivalent to mortgage payments now. You know, what I used to pay for a mortgage is equivalent to just what you pay in taxes. But it's funny in a way that nobody can figure out a way to go after the owners. Like, why can't they craft a law that works? I know, it just doesn't Uh, Everybody agrees that that's what should happen, and they've tried it for years, and you say there's prosecutions, and they don't seem to work out for one reason or Mm -hmm. another. Uh, But, but, you know, you think smart minds. Yeah, I know, it doesn't seem that complicated. I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the problem is, uh, with a lot of things, you have to prove your case in court. And unless you have evidence, you know, if you haven't got the body, you can't accuse a guy of murder. (laughs) You'd be surprised what people 
get convicted based on that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Having been there in the courts for 20 years, like, you know, it's not yeah. like JPs and judges are stupid yeah. and it's yeah. not like they're not yeah. sympathetic. So I, I just don't really understand that. Mm. Uh, but it'll be very interesting to see how Clayton Ruby makes out. Certainly he's as well, good a lawyer as, oh, there, yeah, as there is. And, uh, uh, and uh, Michael Bryant has certainly made it one of his signature things was mm-hmm, he wanted to get rid mm-hmm. of these dogs. So uh, if you can figure mm-hmm. out a way to strike it down, it'll be interesting. But uh, again, I would have thought that uh, everybody agrees it's not the dog's fault, it's the owner's, and yet we just can't seem to get at the owners somehow. Mm. Any final thoughts? We're going to wind up here in a second. I think pit bulls are a great deflection from the big issues of the time, like Ontario Hydro and taxes. So so you think that's part of the reason it came up? Sure. It's a great great thing Mm -hmm. to keep people, something else in the paper. But it is a pathetic one, too. When little kids are getting injured by animals, nobody nobody likes likes that. that, That's true, but that happens with all dogs. I mean, I had a Rottweiler uh, from puppy to adulthood, never ever bit anybody, even Mm. though he was... He was even hit by a car once and didn't even touch the, oh, the guy who hit him, you know. Huh. Uh, so, and Rottweiler is supposed to have a, a worse bite than a pit bull, right. but they don't hang on. They, yeah. they uh, you they know. Bite and let go. Yeah. Mm. Well, I have two whippets and they don't bite. Yeah. <laughs> They're just, they just look pretty and run fast. Cool. So, <laughs> and we do use a dog park, and I'm very glad there's one in North London. So, <laughs> so uh, gentlemen, Jeff Schlemmer, Executive Director of Neighborhood Legal Services, and Bob Metz, Director of the Freedom Party, thank you for joining me. We talked about the uh, firearms registry and the... Uh, exorbitant cost that's come out a billion dollars and uh, pit bulls and dog parks and the like. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thanks very Thanks much. Very You've listened to the Jim Chapman News Hour, 94.9 FM CHRW. Um, the uh, Jim Chapman's away, as you know, and uh, f- uh, tomorrow we'll have Todd Jones as your guest host and Friday, Jerry McCartney from the Ch- Chamber of Commerce. Should be an interesting couple of days. Uh, Jim's on a book tour in Scotland uh, to promote his new book, Come Back to Life, The Remarkable True Story of a Journey from Rock and Roll to Resurrection. If you'd like to order one, jimchapman.ca or the Village Bookstore on Bruce Street in Worthley Village. Thank you for joining us today, and uh, hope you have some time to get out and enjoy the sunny weather. Uh, Nancy Branscombe, your guest host, signing off.